Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Pretty in pink today. I, know, I feel like this is my podcast jumper because I feel like I'm always wearing it when oh, there's my door. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like your Amazon. There's Amazon delivery, DHL, oh, Parcel Force, Royal Mail. Which one is it today, Amy? All I'm doing is taking <laughs> stuff back to the news agents. Like, no, no, no good, no good, no, no good. No, no. Don't look right. But I'm all right. How are you? Yeah. Uh, frazzled. Frazzled. Yeah. Frazzled, I think that's right. the word it's of the Friday. month. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's Friday, but this is going out on a Sunday. But it's Friday tonight. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Prosecco night. And it's basically <laughs> no exercise tomorrow, no homeschooling. I don't care if I'm dribbling on my pillow at like 11 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Not getting up. Relax. Relax Relax, time. Relax. Chillax. Hate to do, and that's it. How are you anyway, babes? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. The sun was shining today. I think it's going to be all right this weekend. Yeah. That just makes me happy. Get out in the sunshine. Do, do you know, just made me laugh this morning so much. Juno and Idris, they were both freaking hysterical. So, obviously, homeschooling. Our kids are on the same homeschooling. And, um, obviously, I, my teams have been on my laptop, my work laptop. But I've obviously got another computer, so I've got Idris on the other one. But I can see all the chats when it comes up because it's obviously on my teams. That's like what we've got at work. And all I could see was Julo's like, please listen to Miss Romney, Daniel. It was absolutely (laughs) class. And I was like looking going, oh my God, she just writes so well, Amy. Like, flip me. She, I was like, is that Amy writing it? But it's definitely (laughs) Julo because then you sent a picture and she was like, got a pen in her hand she's got her earphones on and she's like that daniel <laughs> listen to mrs rumley Flossy. and then idris later on goes so what are you going oh that's it like everybody has a chance to speak like what do you want to say idris tells the whole school and the class teacher yeah well my mum's going to take me out spray painting at the weekend <laughs> what the fuck? Where did she get that one from? Like, she's like going, oh, really? That's nice. Where you go spray paint? I'm like, oh. <laughs> what? We're just going to go yeah, graffiti yeah, up yeah, South just... Woodford. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're just going out spray painting, Idris. Do you know what, what? I mean? Illegal, illegal activity at seven years old. Yeah, yeah, I'm all up for that. 
oh my god like i have to screen everything he says i just like oh that's so funny i know it's like that thing have you seen i think there's a a bit of a meme from a teacher and he says um like i'm teaching primary school children like maths and english and stuff and nouns and adverbs and at the end all they want to ask me is uh, sir have you got a cat (laughs) (laughs) well that's what juno says she's got her hands up and they're like oh i haven't got a question i just wanted to say that my cat's sitting on the seat or whatever it's like Oh my god! And she leaves. So when you hand you work and you can leave a voice message, can't you? As well as writing yeah. stuff. And she just chats. Well, I found this quite good today, but then something else happened today. She just goes on and on and on. I think them poor fucking teachers. <laughs> Not only they've got to do all you... this work, they've got to listen to them going. Oh, we god. don't really upload it. It's all in the book. But did you see one yesterday from a kid? It said, "I want more work," and then the teacher's response was. Think that's a reply, a, a polite response to your teacher. Really? Please just um, make sure that you do all your activities and remember to say please. I was like, ah. <laughs> so I get my popcorn out, going, oh look at that. Oh, I think it's hysterical. It made it me, it funny. made me laugh yesterday and today. It was like the only thing that like raised a smile. Yeah. Basically, it was Juno and Idris. That's just clowns. <laughs> They're hilarious. Oh. Anyway, what, what have we got going on today? Today, we've got the lovely Amelia today. Rope joined us from the Hope and Patience we podcast. Have. And she told us all about her time on MasterChef. That she went yeah. on twice. Didn't know that was allowed. Yeah. And then making lovely chocolate. She's a chocolatier, yeah. yeah very fancy chocolate. Yeah, we, had some, yeah, we, we? did. It was very nice. And now she's doing a podcast about businesses. But she's yeah. really lovely. It's a, it was, yeah, it's a funny podcast. We speak about a lot of stuff, including star signs. <laughs> and don't, isn't, is, I, I mean, you go off and do the delivery every time, but I think this was the one time, was it, that in the middle of it, it was quite a long time you were off, and I was like, well, is Amy gone? Oh, yeah. She just left us. Oh, what, with me bloody door deliver- knocking? Yeah. I think you oh, don't worry, I've edited all that down. out. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh, you was wanting to have yeah. a conversation with you because you'd got out oh. the bath in your towel, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's enjoy. And uh, definitely yeah. enjoy. We'll see you in a bit. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Work. I think I'm going deaf. I don't know if that's an aging process, one of the many. Oh, darn. I think I've just got selective hearing now. I think you have. Especially when it comes to the children. Yeah. It's just because they just don't stop talking. I just, they've made me deaf. That's what I was saying to Idris this morning. I've lost my fucking keys. I'm trying to get out of the door to school. And he's going, Mum, Mum. I was like, Idris, shut up a minute while I try and find my keys. I have that problem. I keep them now. I have to keep them in a set space. And it's right in front of me because otherwise I'd go out of the house and I'd forget them. It is not. No. Well, I've done that before. (laughs) It is ageing. Ageing is a sort of, I mean, I know we should embrace it, but it is a sort of grim, grim thing when you start seeing your body migrate the wrong direction jeez i've just done some crunchies what's happened nothing the whole thing just <laughs> remains a ripple and lockdown has created many ripples because as you guys probably know i had a chocolate business and i love chocolate and yeah. it's disgusting the amount i've been eating and you sort of think oh this is fine i'm not putting on weight and then you just put on your gym kit and you think oh my god actually <laughs> So anyway. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm quite lucky I make cakes, but I don't actually like sweet things. I'm oh, more do of you? A, no, I'm more of a savoury lover. So everything that I make or create goes to Amy. <laughs> oh, so I really like sweet stuff. Then. Yeah, and she, she loves, she loves sugar. So, and yeah, chocolate. you see, I love, I love it. <laughs> I love I do love it. I love cookies, I love yeah. ice cream. Uh, so ice cream I'm not necessarily a fan although in lockdown I weakened to mini magnums I mean for god's oh. sake so you'd have one and then you think it's only a mini one I'll have a second oh. well, I may as well just had one jumbo magnum yeah. not not healthy either but I'm not oh, a cake wow. I don't I don't like cakes I'm much no. more just chocolate booze yeah I like yeah. booze well Amy doesn't yes. drink yeah so I don't okay. drink anymore so the only, she likes chocolate though don't you darling Yes, that's where you get your sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we are joined by the wonderful Amelia Rope today. (laughs) We really are. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we always do that, that, though. We always do that. It's really hard not to, isn't it? It's really hard. Chatty is so good. It is when you do a podcast, hopefully. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So, where where are you? Yeah, Uh, where are you? I'm in London. Where are you in London? So I'm near Shepherd's Bush. Oh, okay. very nice. So, very so I rent a tiny little place. You can see part of my place. And it's a bit like a studio, but because the stairs of the building go in the middle, I get a little get- corridor to my bedroom. It's tiny, but I just like, I like things that are small. And yep. um, so, yeah, yeah this, is, this is my domain. And one day I hope to be able to buy. That's my dream. That's my have, you, have you always lived um, in West London? No, I've lived all over the place. I have lived... I come from Essex. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. Uh, what, what? Whereabouts? 
Lamb Arnie. So I'm between Tiptree and Colchester. Oh, okay. I'm from Basildon. Are you? <laughs> the, posh, <laughs> the posh side of Essex. Yeah, the posh side of Essex. <laughs> Essex has got such a bad name. And actually, there's a very good book out that I recommend called Essex Girls by Sarah Perry. She's a brilliant author. And I oh. bought it because there was a time when there was such stigma. You, you yeah. are younger than me. But I mean, Jesus, everybody thought we were real slappers. And it really yeah. annoyed me. And as soon as you said you're from Essex, it's like, oh, she's easy meat. You know, what? are you dancing around the handbag? All this sort of... White yeah. shoes. White yeah. shoes. stilettos. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, I originate from Essex. That's where my parents live. And then um, I have lived off and on in London, all over the place. I used to own a flat in Battersea, and then I sold that, and I bought a place in Peckham. And then I sold that, and I spent cool. the money to sort of educate myself. And then um, I lived in Kenya. I lived in the States. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I lived in Suffolk. I'm a bit of a free spirit. Oh, you're yeah. like little travelling hobo, a little bit like me then. Where have you been? Oh. Where have you been living? Oh, everywhere. I'm have from you? I'm from Pembrokeshire, but lived all She's around the UK. She's constantly on the run, though. I am. Knock at the door. Yeah. But you, but um, Pembrokeshire's beautiful. What are you doing down here? Get back up there, surely. No, it. No, I love it. I love it, but it's. Um, I don't know, like to go back, I don't think I'm old enough yet. I think when I'm, maybe when I'm like, I don't know, 55, I'll, I'll maybe consider it, but no. I bet you don't. I'm 50 and I think you, I still think you think I'll do it when I'm 50 and then you think I'll do it when I'm 60. Yeah, yeah 70, no. Yeah. So you're Essex though, Amy? Because yes, you're Basildon. From, yeah, Basildon, but I, I live in, uh, we live in South Woodford, yeah. me and Harry nice. now, so it's like East London. So you're lucky because it's really easy to get in and out. Very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good place to live. I love, I love it. it here. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on the same lockdown rules? As you're as... at, you part of you're part of London, so you're included yes. in here too. Yes. Yeah. 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 <coughs> yeah. That's yeah. But yeah. we're in a bubble. Me, because me and Amy are like single parents, we're in a bubble. Yeah, I've got yeah. a bubble on the go too with my parents who are in their eighties. <laughs> Wow. And where are they in Essex? They're in their money. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So, so where did the go... food... They need, oh. they need the input because they're, you know, a lot of their friends have passed away yeah. and uh, I, I don't have kids and my brother doesn't have kids. They don't have grandchildren or anything to sort of spark them up. So yeah. um, they're very independent. They're, they, um, you know, my mother gardens every day for about eight hours to escape my father. And my father reads newspapers and <laughs> to telly and grumbles, but they seem to rumble along. So input, fresh input, like my brother or I, would give them a bit of fuel for their tank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us important. about this chocolate that you're yes. coming to create. So the, chocolate, so the chocolate is um, something that I ended up doing. I was on MasterChef a couple of times in yeah, 2006, 2007. So you went back? I didn't know that. They asked did me they back. Do yeah, they that? Didn't and... know, no, they don't now, but they did then. I, God knows. Okay. They asked me back because I cried on the first <gasps> go. And I think they thought, she's, she's good TV. We'll, we'll get her back on. It was, I promise you, I looked at my dish and I thought, my God, this is cat sick. And the thing is that the other guys who were in the computer gates have got these stacks. Do you remember when stacks were really in? Yeah, yeah. In a sort of yeah. feeling tariff pizza. And 
I looked, and I and I had created my own recipes from scratch because I thought you had to create something that wasn't in a recipe book, okay? And in a way, I was ahead of the game. I did edamame bean puree, and I did anyway. I did this sauce, and it did look like sick. And they came over, and tears just poured out. And of course, the cameraman who was quite sexy, uh, he honed in on it. I was like, Jesus, get out of my space. Anyway. Uh, so John Tarot then came backstage and he said to me, what you've got in your head is unique. Well, of course it was, because in a way I was creating unique stuff, but he really inspired me. And, uh, because just to skip back a bit, my background, although I'm very lucky in ways, my limiting, um, belief was that women got married in their twenties to a stockbroker. They had kids, they didn't have careers, yeah. they didn't go to university. Your qualification was a secretary and that was it. And for yeah. me, I wanted to do more because I didn't want to be owned. I didn't yeah. want to be beholden to someone else. Quite happy to be with someone else, but I don't want to say, can I have a tenner to get yeah. the housekeeping? No. no, you can't. You know, whatever. Yeah. My dad's not that bad, but, he, you know, he's quite um, frugal. So uh, anyway, the point of it is that with John Tarot, he gave me this belief and I thought, wow, you know what? I could do it because he said, you know, what you've got in your head is unique. Go get trained and see what you can do with it. I was a practice manager of a doctor's practice at the time, my last proper job. And I, I didn't train because I had no extra cash. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't yeah. afford to. But then I went to see a life coach, really for my, to help me with the, the doctor's practice. And then I found that I started believing in myself. And I thought, God damn it. If I don't make this move now, I'm never going to make it. And yeah. chocolate yeah. just came to, so the point of chocolate, it just came to me. It just, it, it sort of, it was my vehicle to learn a hell of a lot and my vehicle to live a much truer path than I have been living and so basically went back on MasterChef they asked me to go back on I went part-time my job and I'd sold a flat so I used some of the money to help buffer me and I just went off to various courses one of which was Valrona in um, France and did a chocolate yeah. course there but I had weight issues so for me to end up in a chocolate business was really odd because I couldn't lose weight in my teens and my 20s I really had issues about it. And yet my brother, my mother was this beautiful, you know, elegant woman. And here was me with loads of weight around my middle. Mm. And so to, to, food was almost my enemy. So if you're yeah. putting yourself in a chocolate business, you're surrounded by the stuff. The bizarre thing is that I lost it and I've never really put it back on. And I eat shed loads of chocolate. But um, anyway, so <laughs> went back on Mars Chef and um, got booted off, won the restaurant round like before. And... Uh, I had a sort of vision in my head of rose petals. I used to be an aromatherapist. I studied nutrition, herbal medicine and, and stuff. And uh, I had a vision of this rose petal with chocolate at the bottom of it and a gold leaf. And it took mm. me three months to try and create it. And a friend of mine said, this is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. You've got to drop it off at the national press. So I dropped it off at the national press. I took the day off work, loaded up my car, and it was all chaotic. But anyway, Stella magazine picked up on it. And from there, it was quite surreal. It was on Vanessa Feltz's radio show. It's on the Paul O'Grady TV show. It was in magazines, Dragon's Den said, come on the show. And I had no experience in business. I had no cash. I had no idea, no kitchen. I was doing it from a flat I was renting. So it sort of just propelled me on. And if I thought about the practicalities of it with a business plan, I probably would never have made that leap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's wow. how my chocolate business started. And uh, I hit some really black times with it. And uh, I was really challenged. I had bailiffs at my door and 
it was it was rough and then as with life which you two women probably have found out is that people come on to your path just as you need them yeah and i was very yeah. lucky and i met this guy pat reeves who is an amazing guy who co-founded sofa.com and this com delivery company up in london deliverance and I went to work for him one day a week and looked after him and his dog. And he was a really successful entrepreneur. So I learned so much from him. And he just sort of believed in me. And, and I, he was the one with the idea of the chocolate bar. So that's yeah. how it sort of all, um, I don't know, started. Wow. So what was your, what's the word, inspiration for the chocolate? Like what, what did you want to do with it? Uh, really good question. I mean, my my driver was uh, to a to prove I could do something. Okay, I had a brain, uh, yeah. but but also I wanted to create healthy chocolate. I mean, is chocolate healthy? No, but I wanted to minimise fat. I wanted it to be about taste because what I found out is that to lose weight, it was a lot about taste. And if you tasted something that satisfied you, then you were happy. You know, you ate less of it. Yeah. And so I wanted to create something that had a real punch of taste, had a very clean end note. And when I was doing it, there were very few people producing really good quality chocolate. Um, yeah. I wanted it to be huge. And I still believe in the brand. The brand is dormant now, going dormant, but uh, because I'm now doing my podcast. But I believed it to be huge. I got phenomenal approaches. I got TV approaches. I got this, that, and the other. But I couldn't meet them for various reasons. And... I know it was a really good brand. I wanted to sell it. Do you know uh, Hotel Chocolat? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Angus, who's actually a guest on my show, I would love him to have bought it. Do you sort of mean as a female brand? Yeah. And all that sort of thing. Or Charbonnel and Walker. But, you know, I didn't get that luck. But I learned a hell of a lot. But it made me, in the end, very ill physically. Uh, so I, I say very ill. I got an autoimmune condition that I wouldn't want anyone to get. And um, so that, yeah, basically, that, those are my sort of drivers. So, um, so in terms of then, so you're, you're still making chocolate. Do you make it at home just as a... So you know, I'm so only making chocolate for my podcast now. Yeah. And so, no, I, I haven't made it at home for years. There are so many health safety rules going on. And yeah. you've got to have, with chocolate, you've got to have a controlled environment. So I made all my truffles that won awards. I made my rose petals, everything. Yeah. I rented a kitchen space. But yeah. I have a team who make for me. So I get yeah. all my ingredients. I pick my chocolate, my flavours, my recipes. And I yeah. say, can you make these up? And they make them. They're a great team. They're up in the north. And yeah. they saved me from someone who let me down badly. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where they're made. Oh wow! But and you so can only get the bar now. The the flavour that I have is my Lebanon sea salt, which was yeah. my first flavour. I use Malden sea salt because of being Essex with my. Essex of course. Uh, Steve Osborne, great guy. So basically, uh, yeah. So that's the only flavour that you can get, and yeah. that you have to win. Um, and so what? So the podcast. Where has all this sort of come from? Where Where's the idea of? the podcast, I mean, you did the chocolate. Are you, are you somebody that kind of reinvents yourself when, because I'm a bit like that. I'm, um, well, I'm a Gemini, so, um, oh, okay. and Amy will, Amy will probably tell you I have, um, in, in, a, in one week, I have many ideas about what I want to be and where I want to go in life. And, um, I think I um, confuse a lot of my friends half the time. 
but I'm always looking for, I don't know what it is, even, it's not even excitement. I'm, fulfillment, I think, is the word. I, I, I find sometimes if I change direction a little bit, it fulfills me a little bit more. It gives me that something. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's that thing of resetting your compass. I see life in chapters yeah. and I have had loads of chapters. I think subconsciously I was seeking them out, but I didn't plan that. I did plan a sort of quite a conventional life, surprisingly enough, but I've lived mm. in a, a less conventional side in the way that I had something inside me that I just needed to, to get out, if you sort of mean. I'm in a very different yeah. space now. I sort of feel I'm 35, but I'm 50, <laughs> if that makes sense to you. Yeah. So I'm a yeah. slow, I'm a very slow developer. And, and, you know, in some ways you think, God damn it, I would have liked children, but you know, I'm 50. Do you see what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I didn't need them or want them in my 30s or 40s. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, potentially my 40s, but anyway, whatever, uh, that's a different subject. So the point of this is, I can't remember. The, oh yeah, so previous chapters, so I have yeah. loads and that's really about discovering life. And that's what I want to inspire people to do is that if you're in something, like you're saying, you know, you don't have to, um, just stick at one thing. If it's not for yeah. you and you're not answering your calling, just reset your compass. Yes. And you might go down the wrong bloody avenue, but you know what? So what? You actually yeah, took, yeah. You took ownership of your life and you just thought, I'm going to go for it. And the people, I mean, it's probably like you two, the people that you meet, the places that you end up, you know, at times you just think, wow. And yes, it can be gritty and you can fly by the seat of your pants. Financially, I've flown <laughs> by the seat of my pants for probably, I don't know, since I set up my chocolate business. You know, yeah. at one stage, I had no money at all. I couldn't afford my rent. My father quite rightly said, we're out of this, you're on your own. And I, I used to just buy food that was reduced and I found the cheapest, most effective filler was bean sprouts, tomato ketchup, parsley and mustard. Now the mustard gave it that little bit of pecan. The tomato ketchup gave it the sort of fluidity and was cheap. And the bean straw, anyway, the point is that when you're desperate. You went on MasterChef? <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't tell them that, but that was after MasterChef anyway. But the point is that what I'm saying is that if you're following your calling, whatever it is, you will get the bleak times, you'll get the good times, because I think yeah. that's how we learn. And I think yeah, that totally. gives us an empathy and an understanding of different air, different people, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, so the what do you think, Amy? Then? Amy's being very quiet, though. She's always Sorry. quiet. <laughs> what star sign is Amy? Listening. What star sign? I'm Capricorn. Yeah. Capricorn. You were going to be at Capricorn. How bizarre! Did you? Yeah, I did. I thought she looks Capricorn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not into no. all that. You're quite good balance, though, because you've got air and earth, haven't you? You're air, aren't you, Gemini? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it water? I don't know. No, you're uh, definitely fires. not part of the water gang. No I way. Know. I've water. No, no idea, but I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very chatty, very communicative, very friendly. Amelia, very friendly. Very so friendly. Very friendly. <laughs> and poor Amy just has to put up with me because that's life. Because our kids are married now, you see. So, you know. How old are your kids? Seven. Seven. <laughs> They married two weeks into reception, so they were both yeah. four, maybe five. Oh, how sweet! Yeah. I know, and they're still married today. In fact, yeah. Idris was talking about um, Juno this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I was sitting in this relationship at seven. Grandmother's oh. in ten years. I know. Oh. I know. So the podcast then. How long have you been yes. doing the podcast for? So I'm new, not like you ladies. I'm new to the podcast world. I basically I was coming out of my chocolate business and it was a bit like I don't know, I suppose a marriage in a way, because it was a love in, you know, the excitement, the sort of love affair. And then you're just like, geez, do I really want to be doing this? And I had commitment issues anyway. It did teach me to commit. And then I did a sort of, I had a, a then I, well, if you ask me anything, Kate, I just say, sorry, I can't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing or I'm busy. And then I think, oh, God damn it. Why didn't I say yes? Because actually I really wanted to say yes, but I kept saying no. Did you ever have that when you were younger? No, I just always said no. yes. Okay, I always said no. It's like this guy Pat Reeves, my mate, said, "I'll invest in a chocolate business. I'll put sixty grand in." <gasps> yeah, and what did I say? No. no, don't worry, I'm okay. What? <laughs> but luckily, he was a mate, and so he then put in an order for a thousand chocolate bars, and I said, yeah, but, uh, "Okay, I'll do it," because oh, it was a sorry. transaction. But do yeah. you do you think do you think if know. you'd have possibly got that investment, it would have taken that business into a slightly different arena, and you'd have continued? I think. Oh, well, this was in the early days before I was yeah. doing chocolate bars. I Pat was the most incredible guy. He died sadly from cancer, age forty six, oh. and he oh, nobody God, you know dear. nobody should. So it was sad, and but he was an incredible man, and uh, he yes. I, I think it would have been an amazing thing. I then also was in talks with a guy who was involved in Moonpig and he yeah. was in front of my brothers and he said, okay, you know, I'll put a woman in to run the business. Too early. I think the timing was wrong. And I said, no, yeah. that was one of my biggest regrets. Like, geez, but it was too early. And then I did take on investment at the end when actually I should have just pulled the plug on my business. And the yeah. investment was... Uh, you can't blame anyone. It really backfired. And my main concern was when I was told, good luck with your project. And I thought, my God, this is not my project. This is my life. And so it, it didn't, it didn't really work. Um, yeah. So, but basically when, because Pat was just a friend, nothing more. He was a very good mate. And I called him my chocolate darling geezer. But when he became sick and, and when, when he sort of passed away, I questioned my, life and when he passed away another really good friend of mine dropped down dead too so just oh sort of my God. and then a family friend died within two months so I questioned everything but I did sort of feel what am I doing slaving my guts out for chocolate when I'm making yeah. nothing I made yeah. no money yeah. at all and you yeah. know yes I just paid my rent but I used to go down to my parents and they would send me back with eggs and veg you know all that sort oh, of stuff to yeah. keep on going so it's it's with podcasts I'd sort of I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, I met him through potentially investing my business years ago and we were talking about ideas and we I said oh, I've always wanted to do a documentary I have a tv documentary and on, on Columbia basically um, and we talked about YouTube and then podcasting and all of a sudden but it's a bit like the chocolate business all of a sudden I found myself setting up a podcasting business knowing nothing I mean, yeah. seriously, if I pick myself a challenge, but the bizarre thing is, is that ultimately, this is clearly who I am, because I could have gone and got a proper job with a salary and a desk and a whole, I mean, hopefully someone would have employed me, I don't know. But instead, I'm saying, <laughs> okay, fine, let's just go for it again. But this yeah. time, it's very different, because this time, I do really, I'm determined to make this flip yeah. into a success. 
yeah. I'm determined for it to open up other avenues. And I suppose I feel more in my wetsuit. It fits me better yeah. than chocolate. Yeah. The industry is so much more friendly. I mean, I think, I don't know. But in yeah. the chocolate world, it's quite, quite sort of dirty in ways. But yeah, I mean, me, me and Amy are part-time podcasters. We're like the bullshitters of podcasting, really, because actually <laughs> we're fucking new to it as well. And to be fair, um, a- Amy's, Amy's obviously got the links. Me and Amy have got the personality and the, the charm and the charisma. And, and we've got really interesting friends. So why, how it works, I mean, we haven't actually, I don't think we've done a lot of work in terms of like getting people on because our, our, because our friendship circles, we, we've only yeah. known each other a couple of years, are so deep and wide and wonderful that we've just invited our mates on to have a yeah. chat and a catch up after 10, 12, 20 years. And then suddenly you're into this sort of, podcast about an amazing um, individual woman man whatever family kid and you're like fucking hell like this is this is amazing and these stories would not be told if if we didn't highlight them because they would just they're just normal life well the guy i mean what gave me absolute shivers was the episode where uh, i want to call him lee uh he's leon 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 I mean, oh, the copper. Yeah. unbelievable, because I tuned in. I still want to know who's mum and who's mummery, but I tuned... I'm mum. I'm mum. Okay, and you're mummery. So, mama. So I tuned in, and I thought, right, let's, let's settle down and hear what's going to happen. And I had absolutely no idea that he was going to be that guy. Do you see what I mean? I, I, and, yeah. and emotionally, yeah. I was just completely captivated. And you're, you know, the way that you drew him out the way that he felt very, I mean, okay, he, he knows one of you, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, Amy. Yeah. Amy. But the point is that <laughs> he, he felt able to, to share and he opened up some really personal stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And that is down to you two creating a really safe space where people come on the show, they want to come on the show because they want to meet you and have a chat and a banter. But they also think, you know what, I trust this space. And that, for someone yeah. like him, is very brave because it's going out to loads of people. But what a phenomenal story. Yeah. I've got there. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's more, for me, it's more what it did to his life after. I know. I mean, it completely, completely shafted his life. Yeah. His marriage, yeah. everything yeah. from that yeah. one event. And that's where life is so precarious and fragile because yeah. wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And I, I do some mentoring for a brilliant charity called Find Cell Work, which is yes. um, uh, mentoring ex-offenders. Yeah, tell us about that. So, oh, yeah. So basically, Find Cell Work um, was set up in about 1996, 1997 by a woman called Lady Anne Tree. And what she wanted to do was help support prisoners and give them a chance to earn money while they're inside. And so yeah. she, got, she basically got them into stitching big, burly guys into doing the most incredible works. So it's a charity, and I think her daughter's now involved with it, but basically what they do is design kits, they take them into the prison. I think actually, I think one prison assembles the kits, they go to another prison where the guys work on the various prisons, then they come back in. 
and they're sold and the prisoners make really good money out of yeah. them you know i think I, I don't know the percentage but it's quite a whack that goes back and i have always probably through the life i've i've led is that i've always believed that we are every one of us i think it was when i thought i was going to be out of the flat and okay i have my parents to live with but i thought help any one of us could be homeless any yeah. one of us could be in the nick anybody and it yeah. really frustrates me where people can get up their own asses excuse my language but they just think oh it won't happen to me yeah. oh, i've got yeah. this big pile and that and this wrong place wrong time wrong decision yeah. and it could yeah. be you and to get out of it it is bloody difficult and to get yeah. a chance in life is even tougher so yeah i've always felt for the underdog and i think pat why pat was such a special guy was that sure he'd made a load of money but he cared about people. He didn't just throw his money around. He was very understated, but he gave me a chance. He, he adopted a staffie from Bassey Dogs Home. He could have bought some designer thing. He didn't yeah. because he wanted to give people a chance and he was really hot on education. So anyway, the, I, I used to like tapestry when I was a kid. I found it quite therapeutic. And um, I went into their shop and I got chatting to this person in there and they said, we're looking for volunteers. And I wanted to give back. And um, so I became a business mentor, which is for the Open the Gate program, where um, people like you two could go in and you basically mentor someone yeah. who's just come out. And right. they're called apprentices. And yeah. they have a hub where the apprentices work uh, together. And that's where I would go and mentor. And I mentored the most, I've just finished because we reached our goal, which is great. I started mentoring about 18 months ago and I had an amazing woman who had been wrong place, wrong time. And the events were catastrophic, a bit like Leon, but, but very, very different. Okay. Yeah. And she had to rebuild her life and she taught me so much she taught me about how you just don't give up you have so much resilience yeah. she's a woman who was so depressed in prison that she could have easily committed suicide she didn't she became a samaritan she became a listener she didn't want to be on medication mm. and she's someone who uh, she's just she's an incredible woman so i said to her i will mentor you until you get a job now the thing is that because her conviction was quite a big conviction a lot of people would look at it thinking, oh, no, 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 it's too much of a risk. I yeah. knew her, I trusted yeah. her. So ultimately, we would get into the job interviews. She would, she'd always apply. Each time I'd see her, she said, I've applied to Tesco's, applied to Morrison's, applied to blah, 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 blah. She never gave up. And she would, she basically would be offered roles and then the disclosure would come out and they'd back off. And yeah. so it was really tough. But she, she just, you know, in the early days, it was very much just getting her confident and believing in herself before we started the jobs and the CV and stuff. Anyway, my triumph was last Friday. I got a call. I'd done a session with her remotely on the Thursday and she was going for a, a job interview with this company, a call center option. And she, anyway, basically she got the job. And it's oh, like, yeah. yes! because she really deserved it but what she taught me was was the resilience but also the probability thing okay she knocked on i don't know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of doors she yeah. always rebelled because i was like can you do an excel spreadsheet and write it down she's like no but you know i i'd be um, I, I i think it was in the hundreds but then she eventually got one so yeah 
I will take on another uh, mentee next year. I just need a bit of a breather because it was a very, it was just an amazing uh, sort of 360 uh, thing. And, and, I, and, I, and I need to sort of just take a step back. But yeah. um, I feel very strongly about it. I suppose I feel strongly about women in prison and the system yeah. is so clunky and I would like to yeah. uh, get involved with potentially helping reform prison out of date she's it's so out of date yeah. and you know when you come out she'd been in for some time but she didn't know where to begin they should have a pack and they should have their passport ready and their clothes ready and everything else ready yeah. but instead it's not there they should yeah. know they should have help on how you set up this that and the other nothing but but in some boroughs they they do i mean i work in that field so oh, I, do you? What do you yeah do? yeah so i'm a socioeconomic regeneration manager oh wow but, but before i i worked in newham and a lot of it is employment and skills but for those that have um care leavers those who've been in prison but and there are some really good programs out there but i just think some boroughs just don't take it as a priority and they don't um they don't seem to see the benefit of it um, and also, if you if you speak to those that leave prison, they also don't know their rights. Yeah, so that's right. You know, yeah. and they don't know that you know access rights and all that. Access sort of rights to you know even even employers don't know that you know they're not they're, they're not supposed to discriminate um, based on a disclosure. Um, and we just found that the, you know a large proportion of you know construction industries would actually hire more. Of people coming out of prison than anywhere and there wouldn't be low-level jobs we had document controllers we had all sorts going in and they'd, they'd be like jobs, jobs that paid london, london living wage, wage not you know, you know national minimum wage yeah. these yeah. would be like 11 11 pound plus so i do think it some boroughs just just don't prioritize those in the care system or those that are yeah. in prison and i think it's quite a sad i mean and especially young people as well. It's like, um, I almost feel like it's a bit of a numbers game sometimes. But anybody that's come out from a long period of you know, being institutionalised is, is going to take quite yeah. a long time to feel, A, it's very different. Even if you've been at, you know, inside for 12 months, I mean, look at what we've had to deal with in, yeah. what, nine yeah. months. It's, very, it's yeah. really different. You yeah. can't imagine how it must feel to, like, be, right, okay, there you go, there's the door. Right, see you, you've got to now find your own way. What the yeah. fuck? Where the fuck do I go? What the fuck do I do? I've got no support. And I think it's also about that wraparound care um, with families and friends because you might have to find yourself moving away from that situation mm -hmm. and finding new people and it's yeah it's a really tough it's a really tough thing i mean yesterday we had a conversation at work about care leavers and um, we're putting in a, a mental health project for those care leavers who are going to university and um somebody said why why like why because they're going to university and and one girl said because everybody talks about going home for christmas going home to their families sharing a meal going home for easter going home for summer we don't go home this is our life we don't go home to anybody 
and it's like you need you need that support system yeah. to really appreciate how it feels for somebody to, to transition from you know this corporate care system and then going into university which is inc an incredible moment but then you are very different from everybody else mm -hmm. yeah. it's just so many different things to comprehend with so many different you know sets of people it's great that you're able to provide that yeah. for some for people yeah. i just think Amazing. it's important and i think yeah. you know i also have always been a believer that anybody can do anything okay yeah. everybody can achieve something just don't you don't have to achieve yeah. being famous you don't have to achieve living in a mansion small things can be real achievements and i think that's how i don't know through my life i've realized that small things are the bigger things in a way yeah. and if you try yeah. and take it in bite-sized chunks it's more digestible certainly when i was younger yeah. i was really challenged in understanding life and i just i couldn't i felt very unhappy with myself i was a really frustrated child and uh teenager and stuff like that and so you sort of try and pe you sort of think well how can I understand it? And, and I, I explored Buddhism and I went to see the Dalai Lama. And oh, then, wow. I'm not personally, I mean, huge <laughs> Wembley thing. Okay? But everybody, yeah, didn't. But his birthday is the same day as mine. Oh, wow. Oh, just wow. a few years north of mine. But, but he his chuckle is the most uplifting chuckle if you get to hear it. But um, I just explored stuff. I went to see mediums. I went to see tarot card readers. There was an amazing woman in Rayleigh, Dory. Gosh, she was incredible. Anyway, and I just, I chatted to people and I bought self-help books. And then I bought Gloria Steinem's book about the something within. I can't remember what it's yeah. called. Uh, but, it, you know, that was who I was. I was just trying to understand what the hell life was about. And you, I think your first death, there's always big thing of oh but people don't stay here forever and my grandfather who I was really close to he died when I was uh probably 19 and that really hit me hard and that I had to un then get my head around death and yeah. not seeing anybody again and not saying goodbye but you you would have had the same no I'm not necessarily yeah. mediums and stuff but <laughs> yeah I guess so I mean I've had I've had a pretty tragic life I think it's <laughs> unfortunately i've had a lot of people die and i've had cancer and yeah i've had a lot um and my brother died when i was younger he had cystic fibrosis so so that's why but you know everybody says why are you so happy and positive well because i might not have been here a little bit yeah. ago yeah um so i don't really care about how people feel about me um what people perception is Whereas, Whereas before, before I was quite, quite you know, know, I was really focused on, oh my God, you know, if people didn't like me, I'd, I'd, I'd really have a breakdown, but now I don't really give a shit. You don't give yeah. a fuck. Um, and I just think that your life is, you have to, you really have to be quite firm in the, in the belief that when you put your foot on the ground and you move forward, it's, it's for your own good and not for everybody else's. And yeah. as long as you understand that, that's that's all you need to do. It's, it's just about, because I think people live their lives for other people. You know, if it's not, if it's not for your partner, if it's not for your children, if it's not for your, your friends, if it's not for the people that, it's like we, we're, we're searching for all these things for somebody yeah, else to find gratification in. And it's like, it's bollocks. 
Just it's keep close. going. It is it's going. That, it's that thing where you feel, I think you have to feel whole as an individual, which sounds corny, but I now sort yeah. of feel, I like myself. So, you know, okay, a lot of people won't that? like me. I but, feel whole again. Who sang that? Spice oh, Girls. What was it? Spice, Spice Girls. Oh, oh yes, Spice it was. Girls? No, 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 it was Tommy Kitten. Oh, Tommy! Oh, that's right. Oh, I love that. I think they were doing this sort of movement or something. I can't remember. I think um, you've hit a really important thing where you can live your life for others. And certainly with my chocolate business, I was living everybody else's dream. Everybody's like, oh, wow, how amazing. It must be incredible <laughs> yes. to have a chocolate business. Yeah, yeah. You're so lucky. And it, I, I used to fire back, which I don't think they particularly, it took the romance out. And I said, it's actually bloody hard work. I'm making yeah. no money at all. I'm forfeiting the whole of my life for you to have that chocolate bar. And you're saying to me, how much? Because they're, they're expensive, okay? And so yeah. people, I can't believe it's five pounds fifty or, I mean, I think they ended up being six. And I said, yeah, but yeah. do you realize how much I make out of that? 50 No, million. yeah. So, um, it's nothing. Absolutely it's nothing. But, but the nothing. big thing is, is back to. Are you ha you're Harry or are you Ang Harrod? Why do I I'm Ang Harrod, but okay. Every, everybody Somebody calls me Harry. Harry. Okay. Everybody. But, um, you know, your point, Ang Harrod, is is really. You hit the thing or hit the nail on the head. Is living living your life and and not living it for others. Others, no. their dreams. They can live them themselves. They want to start yeah. a chocolate business. Yeah. They want to do something. Good on you. Get out there and do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think I think that's why. Um, I mean, I do. I make cakes and I make thing, chocolate things for people, and I do other stuff. But I've all and I've always done it throughout. You know, um, throughout the last probably seven, eight years. And, and and loads of people say to me, "You should do it. You should do it." And I go, "Yeah, I should, but I'd never make as much money as I do in my main job. And I love my yeah. job because I love working with people." But I also like feeding Amy and the girls, <laughs> and, um, and I get and I feel like I get enjoyment from watching people experience that. Whereas I might not feel like that if it was a business. Yeah. It's like a really weird yeah. thing. I that love is the hard business. Yeah, like I you love seeing that for the money. Not yeah, in the food industry. No. And I love seeing Amy's little videos when I ask her to take a video of the kids and they're doing their hot chocolate bombs and stuff. And there's, there's that excitement. And I feel that excitement as well. And it's like, yeah, I might not feel that. I might be, it might just go and fizzle out. So I might as well just keep going as I'm doing. I think you're yeah. absolutely, you're, you're right. Because, sorry, the squeaky noises are a very rickety chair that I'm sitting on. Um, but the, the, uh, the, the um, thing of it is, is that if you keep things as a hobby, because I loved playing with chocolate, you know, yeah. I'm constantly playing with flavors and stuff like that. When I had the business, that love went because yeah. it became yeah. a business, as you say. You love baking cakes. It's yeah. your hobby. Yes, you're good at it. You should apply for Great British Bake Off. I know. I, will, I, I, might, I might do it next year. I might do, do it. it next year. Do it I, because must, I probably will. Just do it because, you know, MasterChef, I never thought I'd get picked. I really didn't. I was just very lucky. But the point is that it takes you on an incredible, I hate this word, journey. But, it, but it, <laughs> you, if you get accepted, even if you just go to the first round, it's other yeah. people that you meet. It's the whole experience. Yeah. And I, I, I just think the team they've got on. I miss Sandy uh, Tooksby. Yeah. yeah. I really miss her because she was so good. 
Uh, but I just think I love Matt Lucas though. Yeah, he's. I like, I do like Noel Field. I think he's very he's funny. He's. Brilliant. I do really like him, and I didn't actually like him before. But from Bake Off, I really. I think he's got a lovely. Um, he te He really. He really makes people feel like calm, and they could just keep going. Just keep going. I like that yeah. about him. Actually, that's made me think. What I really liked your was your phrase, and I'm going to adopt it: wrap around care. Yeah. That whole feeling, especially in this pandemic, is that thing of wrap around. You feel as if you've yeah. immediately had a yeah. hug. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. totally, totally. So I'm going to nick that. That's all right. Pla plagiarism, plagiarism. That's all right. That's why I probably nicked it from somewhere. <laughs> anyway, I nick everything from everywhere. Don't I? Yeah, be careful. Be careful. Someone <laughs> nicked my packaging from, <gasps> and that you know that was a real cheapskate. What? Unfortunately, he's gone into liquidation. But uh, so things Karma's come around, spin around. But uh, but basically, it was the time when Pat was dying. My other mate Gudge dropped out of it and whatever, and, and and this other lovely lady died. Anyway, basically, it was at that time people were saying to me, "Do you realise that someone has got? Do you realise that someone has got your exact packaging?" And it was basically foils <gasps> with craft paper. And I said, oh, no, don't, I, I don't, I'm not worried about it, okay? Just brushing it aside. Well, actually, what he did was he took a huge chunk of my market because he <gasps> undercut me in price. He copied it down to the weight and down to the size of the bar. He'd ordered from me online, or his sister had ordered from me online. And it was just really dirty. They'd copied the exact shades of foils. He was part That's of the... Terrible. He was part of a, a big sort of trust where he'd got funding. And he called himself director of mischief on his email. And I emailed him just saying, you know, you have absolutely copied my packaging. And he it involved thousands of my money, thousands of pounds with lawyers. And, you know, he agreed to change it. Did he? No. But it took, I had a big deli market and he took it out. And one, one distributor said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you, you stop liberties and stuff like that. And I said, but actually, I need the delis. I need to supply everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I changed my packaging and people... Although I landed Harrods by changing the packaging, people were upset that I'd, I'd, I'd sort of moved my packaging. But cheapskate, you know, if you're going to build a business, try and be an original. Totally. Authentic. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Totally, 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 totally. But, um, but I do find that when I go, go online, I do feel like, um, especially with cakes, it's like the same thing comes round and round again. It just all looks the same. It's like people have kind of, I don't know, lost a bit of, it's all about the, the new thing. And then that, you see like millions yeah. of the same thing. It's just boring, isn't it? Where can we see your cakes? Have you got an Instagram oh, I, page? I, I do put them on our, um, no. Okay, I'll just have a look. I do put them, Amy's posted them on the Mama Mama page and I've got them on my page, some of them. Yeah. But they're I don't amazing. They're absolutely amazing. I don't post all of them. I'm just, just amazed, especially how you, people create these sort of shapes and stuff. It's like, how the heck can you do that? Yeah, out of butter and sugar. It's yes. quite incredible. Yeah. Are you an artist? Mom, well, my mum is an artist. My, okay. And I mean, like, that's what they're good at. Um, my family, are, you know, they can paint and draw. Fuck me. If you ask me to get a pencil and paper, I could just about do stick men. But when I've got cakes, I can, I don't know, it's so strange. It's really weird. That's my, yeah, that's yeah. my artistry. Definitely. Are you arty, Amy? Um, I'm, I'm a singer. 
Yeah. Oh, were you? For a well-known yeah. band? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I never I made it. it. I, I did. I made. I made some records, like dance tracks. Did you? Some bass and stuff. Yeah, but I was going to be. I was going to be a pop star, and it didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. It's still good, ain't me. Oh no, that's, that's not my dream anymore. I'm quite happy with okay. my kids and. But yeah, her, her, not... her, her little girl, Lola, she's not really little, but you're, um, Lola's very, very, very good at art, isn't she? Yeah, she's very good at art, but her father, um, he's, a, he can draw, and he's a musician as well, so they've got quite a lot of creative juices. <laughs> But she was, she was just fantastic. She she made the uh, those biscuits in the shapes of Christmas trees and pigs oh, yeah. and stuff like that. She wasn't oh. called Hope Rope, was she? Yes, she was. Hope oh. Rope. <laughs> I love it. it. Can you believe it? She was amazing. She was a Hope she, Rope. Hope Rope. Oh, so she gosh. and she married Humphrey. So it was Hope and Humphrey Rope. Wow. Hope and Humphrey uh, Rope, that's a real tongue twister. Yeah. It is, isn't it? And then my oh. other granny was called Patience, because I think in that day, they a lot of people called their children after virtue, wasn't it? Sort of after yeah, virtues, yeah. like charity. Yeah. And um, I don't know. My grandma ones. was called Bertha. Oh, cool. Bertha Lightfoot. Bertha Lightfoot. She wasn't. Was no, that you That's hilarious. You that could do a child. <laughs> you should do a children's book. Yeah. She Why don't you do a children's book, Bertha Lightfoot? It, I promise you, that is the name of a character. Wow. I know, yeah. it's hilarious, isn't it? I think you should. Hope was on it. my girls' names list. Hope. Oh, was it? Hope. Was yeah, it? I like the name Hope. Yeah. And Grace. I don't know what you call them as a nickname. Grace. That's another one. Oh, there's Grace. so many graces. I couldn't use it, but I do really like that name. There are now, but there weren't years ago. I don't know anyone in our gen. Well, you're younger than me, but I don't know anyone in my generation called those sort of names. Most of them are Sally yeah. or Sarah or. Yeah, they are Sally, Sarahs. Yeah. Lucy, Sarah, Claire. Kate, Claire. <laughs> my sisters, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got friends who are called those names too, but I mean, we were all in a bracket. Although my name was very unusual, and people your thought, name is yeah she's yeah. she's really posh. It's like oh Jesus Christ! But you know, I, so I was going to be Amelia. Oh, were you? Amy, yeah. But yeah, oh, Amy. I think you're Amy. Amy. I like, yeah, you I like, are I an Amy. You're an Amy. You're definitely an Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's called Lauren, and um, she was going to be called Bell Star. Bell yeah, my mum's a bit of a hippie, and um, and she likes country and western. So she, my sister's got to be called Bell Star, but in oh, the end, so it, they opted they opted for Lauren. And um, my sister's so not a Lauren, and I, I think she kind of likes her name. But she always says, "Oh, it's just so common. My name is just so." And it, and, and when you say Lauren, you you picture somebody that that you know is called Lauren and you know they've got the big lips and the big eyelashes <laughs> and the hair and my sister's really not like that and it's um yeah it's quite a weird one names are quite specific to character aren't they yeah they are specific to character yeah. I wanted to be called Elizabeth because I was my my full name was Amelia Ann okay and because my mum liked the Amelia Ann Stiggins books you won't have known oh, yeah. but but anyway 
and uh, so, but basically I dropped off the Anne, uh, but it was, yeah, I just was embarrassed of my name because it was un too unusual, I think, probably. But the plus point was, like you two, is your top of the alphabet. If they don't go by the surnames, you're right up at the top. But yeah. with my chocolate business, I named it after my name. And people are like, who's Amelia Rowe? Because I'd be standing there doing the tastings. Okay, and they go, do you think that's a real name? And I'd be, it's me. Yes, it's my <laughs> name. <laughs> but, you know, I think some people thought it was a made-up name, a bit like Bertha Lightfoot. You wouldn't yeah. realise that that was someone's name. You have got to do something with that name. Yeah. Bertha Lightfoot. It's like, it's like a name of a hoover, I think. No, she's a really cool character. She's a cartoon character and she's full of joy and she's sort of That was not on. my grandma. My grandma used to like to smoke and drink brandy. Okay, you could adapt that. Imagine having that as a children's character. <laughs> she, and she hit me around the head with her handbag once. Well, what were you doing to deserve that? Fucking the bag. She said, she said, what are you doing here? And she whacked me around. Oh, she was the right wow. character. She was the right <laughs> character. God. She was hilarious. She was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. But thank you very much, Amelia, for coming yeah, on today. So That's much. a pleasure. That's a pleasure. Good thank you very podcast. much for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. loved it. Thanks it's been wonderful. Uh, it's lovely to have a chat. Oh, yeah, we always have I'll send you some more bribery and corruption. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> wonderful. Thank wonderful. you. Keep baking. I'm going to start looking out for your things. Yes. And do Bertha Lightfoot. I will. We'll do Bertha. Yeah. We'll do Bertha Thank crowd. you. Take care. Thank you so bye, much. Bye, 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 bye. 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 Hey. Is that our new thing, is it? I liked it when she what she does with the prisoners. I think that's a really amazing thing to do, mentoring and helping people. I think that's a yeah. That's a nice thing that she does. There's, there's a lot, she's got a lot of experience, lot, like, obviously. Yeah, well, where I like where I work, and um, it's with the communities. There's lots of mentoring. It's really, really effective. Yeah, that's very nice. But we'll so, post all of her links to everything. Yeah. So you can get in touch and listen to her podcast because it's good. You look very serious in your glasses. Thanks. Can you put them down a bit by your nose? Like that. There you go. Go on. Yeah, now talk to me like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, pay for that. Um, so, yeah, have All a right nice then. Sunday. Is that on your, is that on your fans only, yeah. only fans, whatever it's called? Yeah. Is that on your teacher account? Talking. So, um... All of our uh, Mama Mama podcast listeners, we can try and find Amy's secret. <laughs> I bet she's got one as well. I bet it's full of people spanking her. Anywho, we'll leave you with that tip. Bit. Yeah, Work. have a good Sunday. Subscribe. Have a good Sunday. Bye. Let us know what you think. Bye. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.